talk, you guys. Valerie's here. And she seems to be in perhaps have some energy, is that right? Hello. Look at smile. Hello. We were having a skeleton oh. crew. And you came through. I Coming just heard through. Francisco. Uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Dave. Well, we're, we're doing it. We're both here. Now the yin-yang of uh, Val and Diamond Dave is uh, the balance. Don't panic. We'll keep it organic. And I just made this amazing poem. Okay. In fact, I just started. This is, uh, this is the New Yorker. I think it's made well last week. Yeah, I'll, March, March I'll start recording. Yeah, do that. Yeah, that's, uh, here's Val. This is Commonplace Collective. Uh, Roman was here, too. Oh, he was. And we had some amazing conversation about those good old days around KPO Radio. The man is, and it turns out we're both Jewish, so we have our kibbutz experience, my kibbutz experience, and Roman. So I was, uh, it turns out, things I was talking about of course, it's not unusual. He wasn't even—he wasn't even born, man. <laughs> and so I'm talking about stuff that I realized that in my conversations, background, detail. This is a time now forgotten by many because they weren't there. Hey, Val, in which uh, you, to quote Bob Dylan, was uh, music in the cafe at night and revolution in the air. And uh, so many things to point out that was happening, and KPO, and the kind of talk show I was doing, uh, there was always room, it was kind of like this one, except now we have more music and more, because we, uh, we have more of the possibility of doing that, but uh, KPO was definitely there, and this is the time, the Fillmore has been destroyed, the Fillmore is so active, the Panthers had an office right on Fillmore Street, uh, we were in, uh, we began for the first couple of years in Natoma, in a garage. But everybody came through. That's where everybody had a lot of things. We had more politics of what's happening then, but uh, it was in Natoma, and then later moved uh, up, to the, up to this day. Are, are you talking about the Black Panthers? Black Panthers, Brown Berets. Uh, People are working on getting cultural centers in the various neighborhoods. And we had, uh, 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 Roberto Vargas, Alejandro, Alejandro Maguia. Right, who's our laureate, current poet laureate of San Francisco. Just come back from fighting on the southern front in Nicaragua. And, uh, and it was Roberto Vargas. You probably heard of him. Yeah, certainly. He's yeah, he's, he's he's still around. He um, a, a couple of years back when uh, Alejandro Murguia was um, inaugurated as the poet laureate. Is that the word? Um, they had a big celebration at the Cret Auditorium, and I believe uh, Roberto Vargas was kind of the MC for that event. Very really tight. And Roberto left some years ago. Uh, me too. Well, I'm digressing. Well, I do digress. Uh, some years ago, uh, to work on uh, the Voters Project, uh, organized it with uh, down in the uh, in southern Texas. Uh, that's uh, southern Texas, and that part of that's a part of Texas that's uh, in, in which essentially there's no borders. The towns on this side of the border, this side of the border, where he was working, have large majority. Most people there are Latino. Just happened to, that's where the song comes, we didn't cross the border. 
The border crossed us. The border us. crossed us, right? That was that border, right there. Right, all these. And that's uh, where he is. He comes occasionally, and we, we really we were so delighted to see one another and talk about those early days. That was like the middle of the 70s, where we uh, got to, yeah, there was a, there was a, there was a community arts group called Neighborhood Arts. Neighborhood Arts? Yeah, and uh, uh, the director was down with us. We'd be, I was part of it too, because I was working for the Department of Human Resources, HRD, now called EDD. And, and uh, our office was right there on, on, uh, the on, on Fillmore, where the cop shop is now. That's where I go every day to go and greet the people and, uh, and do what I could. Did you say where the cop shop is? Or where the R- right coffee shop Fillmore. is? Right there, Fillmore, like Turk, Eddie, yeah. right around there. Yeah, Turk. Turk. Yeah, you know, yeah. Right there, it's old Safeway. Mm. When I first, my kid, my son, who's now 50 years old, half a century, my son. <laughs> uh, uh, I said it was a cop shop, and then I transitioned uh, to, and I worked there to, uh, to HRD. Human, uh, HRD. Human Resource Human Development? Human Resources. Which is now, you said the EDD, the Education Development Which is now that. Department. And, right. uh, like if, if you have a... And I'd come in, there's still... Job still, seekers and uh, yeah, un- unemployment. Still, yeah. That's exactly it. Mm-hmm. And a complicated system of people working, doing it, working on various programs. See, I came in. I'm going I'm to read this poem. It's interesting. I came in at a time... Uh, where as I won't keep going, it was musical in the cafe at night, revolution in the air, but it definitely was. And uh, and I I had my uh, network of people like Speedy. Oh yeah, Wade Speedy Woods. Wade Woods was in here last week because he's running for the, is it the Democratic? Yeah, it's called the Democratic Central Committee. Central Committee. And we all vote right. through a dimensional Democrat. You vote on that, and it's a real. Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's just kind of a clusterfuck, I can say that. It's an advisory position. It's, it's a, a pretty much advisory. Right. And and there was a time when they had money for voter registration, and they were the ones who controlled the, uh, to, to, be, uh, to, be, to be a voter register, registrar. They would, they would give you a dollar for every Democrat that you registered. Interesting. And this was on the street, on the street, on the street corner, and the main center of that is now with Safeway, then it was EDD, now it's the cop shop. Do you know the building I mean? It's right on Fillmore. Yeah, I, th- I think I do. I do. It's pretty much uh, separated from everything. Yeah. At that time, Fillmore Street was the street. Time I knew Steve as a young man, and you'd say, what, he's gray beard, he's a gray, he's an old man now, but so am I. <laughs> but we were in the struggle together. He put out a paper at Fillmore Media, and uh, so one of the first people I got to have their own uh, their show in Cape because they all opened up. The people who had it, these college kids, mostly white, it was like college radio. When they saw the Panthers, when they saw some of the people who came by, some of the people who came by, they ran out the door. And he, as they ran out the door, he shouted, you guys are gonna, you guys are gonna, well, you, you guys are gonna put this into the ground. You, there's no way you guys could run a radio station. And he ran out the door and slammed it. And who, who's still on the air? KPLO, 89.5. Reggae music. John Coltrane. It doesn't have the passionate politics we had before. 
But it was a different but time. It, but it may again. It's time. It's time to be a voice of that movement, which is arising. That it, movement, yeah. It's true. I mean, it's a, it's an, it's a big election year, of course. It's kind of an understatement. Um, but I feel like the American population is uh, really tuning in, for, for better or for worse, um, really tuning in and, and uh, seeing that getting involved or involving your, at least, you know, having your own conversations and that's, that's your, you know, you can be involved with that if you, uh, you know, share your ideas with people that you, that you know, that you talk to, or even people that you don't. Um, but yeah, there's a, a lot of need for, for people to, um, you know, wake up politically and, and get activated um, because, uh, you know, there's a, a big uh, bulldozer that's come through um, over the decades, uh, kind of a bulldozer of, uh, of uh, well, distraction, distraction, distraction yeah. and yeah. distraction. And that was, uh, many times it felt, I felt this is a battle was being drawn here, but that was 1973. It's still going on. The beat goes I'm, on, Dave, I'm huh? still, yeah. <laughs> Mike Messenger by day. Beatnik by day and night. It was 1957, and I was in seventh heaven, a nonlinear drive on the urban checkerboard. It was a different city then. All those high rises you see downtown when you get on, I know. on the hill, none of them were here. Yeah, I was uh, crossing the bay, and you look over on you know Telegraph Hill, and you see all the all the homes there. You know, kind of just you know, kind of almost like flowers on, on little flowers on the hillside below Coit Tower. And then you look at downtown, which you know it's downtown, but just in the past you know maybe 50, 10 to fifteen years, um, we've had so many big, huge buildings built right there next to the bridge. And uh, it's very jarring to see. And uh, I really, it's, it's so, it's so funny to me because, you know, so many of them are just these big residential, um, you know, condominium buildings that are, yeah. you know, these gigantic sky rise um, size buildings. But when, if you drive by at night, there's almost no lights on. People aren't living there, you know? I mean, if you have enough money to buy one of those condos, you're either going to... There's some people who just invest and buy it, you know? But they're not there. And so you have these big, mostly empty sky-rise condos right next to the bridge, right next to the freeway. Um, I I find them pretty hideous myself. And that must be intense. Back message by day, I used to ride through there. Like, I'll give you an example. Uh, Samson Street. That part that we had, uh, oh, yeah. had past Sansom Street mm-hmm. was a g- gigantic uh, food market for, for bananas and the like, which came up because the ships, all those piers were filled with ships all the time. Right, I mean, it's our port. Out, yeah, well, out there waiting to come in, but then when they had uh, containers come in, mm-hmm. then they did these giant, uh, these giant, uh, giant... Cranes? Uh, cranes, thank you. Uh-huh. Very good team to pull them out of the holes, and then they, 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 a lot of them would go to this market. It's like a farmer's market, but it's long ago farmers. I mean, far away farmers. Right. And it would be there, and I remember riding my bike through that, and seeing be tomatoes in the, in the gutter, and uh, <laughs> holding back. Now, now that's gone, and more and more buildings, more of this, more of this. And uh, so it is scary, and you wonder how long you can hold on. But hold on, we must. Certainly, certainly, hold on, we must, because uh, I know I'm, I'm speaking to myself there. I don't want to see myself 
After all these years, all the struggle, all this knowledge required, all the people met being booted out, uh, God knows where. <laughs> right. Goddess knows where. Well, I'm going to read this poem. Okay. I want to so get your uh, from, take on it. All right, so it's from the New Yorker? It's from the New Yorker. Who wrote, who wrote well, who's the uh, poet? I'm, I'm about to tell you. Okay. It's in this really interesting article, kind of interesting, about these, about cheating in, in professional contact bridge. And I'm reading it's a New Yorker story. It goes on a New Yorker style article. Because the devil's in the details. Cheating at bridge, the, the, the card game bridge? The card game bridge. Okay. Uh, and that, uh, but in the midst of it, I'm reading it, and reading it, uh, you know, you wonder why you're doing it, but you keep on going. And you say, devil, but anyway, <laughs> I turn the page, and here's this poem from the Aeneid. Book six. Oh, from the Aeneid. From the Aeneid. Okay. Who wrote the Aeneid? Classics. Yeah. Who wrote that's Virgil. And I think it's from the second century BC. So what he writes is before the crucifixion, hey it's Good Friday. Shabbat Shalom. Oh it is Good, Good Friday. Friday. This is where so we're gonna rise. So we say Shabbat Shalom. Well there's a library lady, oh she brought food. Here's the library lady. And uh anyway anyway, uh so it's before the whole Christian take on what heaven is and life after death, and uh, this is for his take on it. All right. Which must be in the air, but it's not like some church demanding stuff. This is his take, as you see, from Virgil. Mythology. And it's translated from the, from the Latin by Seamus, Seamus Heaney. Do you know who Seamus Heaney is? No, but it's a good Irish name. He's, he's an amazing Irish poet. Ah. Maybe you can find some of him. Seamus. He's an amazing Irish poet. And he's done with us. I feel when I read Seamus Heaney that this, uh, that uh, I can feel his, his looseness. I feel that could be a friend of mine if I lived around in the same state. But he's Irish. Irish. So he trans—he was a translator he for this particular um, excerpt from the Aeneid. Yeah. And his Virgil. years are 1939. In other words, he'd be two years younger than me, 1939 to 2013. And it's important, you see, when I read the poem, you can see how important it is that they let him know that this guy's gone. Okay. But he left this record. Elsewhere, and see us, fatherly and intent, was off in a deep green valley, surveying and reviewing souls consigned there. Those due to pass, to the light of the upper world. It so happened, he was just then taking note of his, of his whole posterity, the destinies and doings, traits and qualities of descendants dear to him. But seeing, that was Aeneas, but seeing Aeneas, his son, come wading through the grass towards him, the grass towards him. He reached his two hands out in eager joy, his eyes filled with tears. In eager joy, his eyes filled with tears. And he gave a cry. At 
last. Are you here at last? I always trusted that your sense of right would prevail and keep, and keep you going, and keep you going to the end. I always trusted that your sense of right would prevail and keep you going to the end. In other words, I, I, I want you to pick up the, the difference uh, between this, this, the spirit, which would keep you going to the end, because of your sense of right. Okay. Your sense of right would prevail and keep you going to the end. And I and I'm now and am I now allowed to see your face, my son, and hear you talk and talk to you myself. This is what I imagined and looked forward to as I counted the days, and my trust was not misplaced to think of the lands and the, and the outlying seas. This is son talking. Are you here at last? And then his son says, this is what I imagined and looked forward to as I counted the days and my trust was not misplaced to think of the lands and the outlying seas you have crossed, my son, to, to that's the father talking. It is, it's the same voice, yeah. Yeah, you have crossed, my son, to receive the, the welcome. And after such dangers, I was afraid that Africa might be your undoing. And Aeneas replied, Often, and often, Father, you would appear to me. Your sad shade would appear, and they kept me going to this end. My ships are anchored in the Tuscan Sea. the sun again. Mm -hmm. Let me take your hand, my father, or let me, and do not hold back from my embrace. And as he spoke, he wept. Three times he tried to reach arms around that neck. Three times the form reached for it, the form reached for in vain, escaped. And here's the money line like a breeze between his hands, a dream on wings. So we have these two, apparently, one's alive and one's dead, is passed. Right. And this is a place where they can connect right. in these green valleys. When he reaches to hug him, his hands just go through it. Yeah. He's just as bad. you get it? Yeah, you I do. It? I do. Well, that's pretty amazing for the New Yorker. His poems are usually kind of, unless we have people like, uh, yeah, I, I'm not a lot. Of, I'm not a big fan of a lot of the poetry that the New Yorker we puts in there. Yeah. yeah. But this one, that he kind of nailed something, and he nailed something to me. What does it mean for you, Dave? What it means is uh, a different kind of spiritual path, one that's real. The way he talks about it, kind of real, but it's imaginative too. But it's poetry. The, uh, it doesn't. Since there's nobody saying it, you got to do it this way. This is the way it is. This is a natural spirit. We're talking about the Green Valley and the souls in there and uh, where, they get, where apparently there are the souls in that Green Valley which are waiting. 
to be classified. In the Deep Green Valley, surveying and reviewing souls consigned there. So in other words, uh, yeah. after you die, you have different places. Consigned means they send you, doesn't it? Right, so there's still that, that uh, concept of uh, life after death and, and actually individual souls going to different planes of existence uh, resident in, in this to some mythology. Uh, mythical heaven or hell. This is the Green Valley. Uh, at least a, another, another dimension of sorts. This is what I said. pre-Christian. He lived uh, in the second or third century B.C., that's before Christ. So we came with something very, uh, you know, and uh, to me, it's a concept that's presented, which is not uh, theological, which is not the way it is, uh, literal heaven and hell. This is more a uh, metaphor in which he's talking about the past, the present, and the future. And, uh, and as we know on our show, the past shakes hands the with future, the future the through the now. In fact, we have oh, there's a library lady. Look at her, she's so. I know, and, and Felicia's here, and, here. and, and can and, oh yeah, I'm glad, okay. You can hear us out there. I see. All right, and Bloodflower's here, and James and Richard. Very and cool. Bloodflower and I were on uh, were filmed uh, for TV. Yeah, this week I earlier this week. I wish I'd come. My bag. Uh, I forgot. Ah, that's fine. It's a little, you know it's a little small little studio over at the Bayvac, the Bay Area Video Coalition. Uh -huh. um, yeah, John John Rhodes and Clara Sue, so they have features. Um, so I was uh, John Rhodes feature, um, and Clara Sue had Nellie Wong, um, oh who who read some lovely things, and then uh, Stephen Copel. It also works on the show, and uh, he runs the little open mic portion okay. at the end of the show. So he might actually show up here today. Um, so Poetry TV airs on ch uh, Comcast Channel 29 or UVerse Channel 99, I believe. Um, and so he films it a month ahead of time. So actually, uh, James Zealous and Bloodflower were filmed last month, and they're going to be on... Poetry TV, Channel 29, every Thursday in April at oh, 7 o'clock in the evening. So that's already in the can. Is that that right? one's in the can, yeah. So then I, I, we filmed uh, this one this past week, so I'll probably be on in May. And it seems like uh, John Rhodes, because I watched him, what he did with the, uh, with the library, Diamond Dave Day in the library, mm -hmm. and he's really good at editing stuff and tightening it up and... Uh, he really works on that. He is. He's a dedicated, um, you know, artist, videographer, um, you know, poet himself. And poems, uh, he's done poems under the dome for years. He has, yeah. It's great when he comes out to film uh, poems under the dome. And speaking of poems under the dome. Speaking of it. Yeah. We're talking about their need to, uh, they want $4,000. <laughs> yeah. And that's, uh, that's where they've already got rid of it, another three or $4,000, their regular rental fee. So their claim is these are people who are paid and they have to be there. Well, yeah, it's tr it is true. I mean, we, we've got uh, administrative fees. We, we pay for the um, building manage maintenance, custodians, uh, security that's on site, um, and just the various uh, pr processing. Like, so we're thinking $4,000. Well, maybe we should move it somewhere. Maybe we'll stay. We're putting it out here. Just like we're putting out uh, support uh, Mutiny Radio. Right. There's a strange uh, kind of significance to that. And uh, to that, 
Because this is one place where people look at, look out there and have that. Let's do it. Felicia. Felicia. Out there in that room. People are... Uh, I know. A couple of years ago, I remember Felicia saying in John Avalos's office oh, for the reception so in advance of Poems Under the Dome. So basically, we've got Poems Under the Dome. It's scheduled for Thursday, April 28th. It's in the evening, 5.30 to 8 p.m. Um, but if anybody would like... And we'll be, um, you know, getting getting around to the open mics to pull names for the for the lottery to see if you uh, if you would like to read a three-minute poem um, but also uh, times being as they are if you'd like to contribute uh, to poems under the dome uh, with a donation um, well I guess you could mail it right here to mutiny radio yeah give your I'll phone number phone Dave number, and you can call me and I'll tell how it's done now we did have a couple of years in fact every year, pretty much every year they take different forms but we've had a reception before that's uh, true. many times in John Edwards' office that's true and uh, how uh, much fee did we have to pay for that? nothing nothing that's what I'm talking <laughs> about and yeah. people were happy I mean, yes. we had food it's and, true. We had, and we had wine it's and true. people can we could do that uh, I'm thinking aloud that's how I roll, as you know, uh, Valerie. I but, do know uh, that. I do. It just comes out. It's true. Anyway, I think you're allowed. And we can still do the, uh, have that, that procession down the steps. Yeah. With the, with the Port Laureate. Yeah. And Avils and Peskin and, uh, and I, I remember David Campos. Right, right. Where and was, we'll get uh, Jorge Molina. True, true. So maybe if we're looking at the library, maybe. I'm thinking, oh, no, no. We're looking around. We need some help. So yeah. we got poems under the dome because the dome is city hall. That's a to be continued. That's right. And I'll, 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 here's here's what here's what you can do if you would like to donate to this year's poems under the dome to make it happen. Um, go to our Facebook page, which is poems under the dome and send a private message and i will get that message and i'll contact you and let you know how you can make that donation um because we're not a non-profit we're just a group of uh, group of, of vo- volunteer citizens so um so uh any donations we we have made out directly to um uh, the office there at city hall that will be receiving payment so um please if you are considering uh supporting poems under the dome this year with uh, monetary um, contribution. Go to Facebook, find Poems Under the Dome, and send a message. And I personally, Global Val, will get that message and contact you. So just send me uh, your contact information, and we can have a chat, and well, we'll, we'll go forward from there. There's only ways we can connect. And, uh, and these, uh, these, these style things, John Rhodes, has this Poems Under the Dome, uh, this will be the 11th year. However, the seventh year has reached a certain kind of historical level. Nobody else is doing it. We're right there. A couple of hundred people come every right. year. Is that right? Right. And it's the only, although it's not free to produce, it's the only free public event in, held at City Hall every year. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, there's lots of private events, of course. Um, Corporate stuff. And other things. But yeah. Um, yeah. this is the, uh, the we've, event. we've been told it's the only free open to the public event well, held at city yeah. hall every year so it's a very special event um and it's a big open mic so you can come put your name in the hat literally there's a big green hat that richard ivanhoe will have in the back um, and if your name gets pulled uh you may read a poem in three minutes or less so if it's a haiku those are your uh, those are your uh, what is it 
15, 17 syllables um, of time. And then we try to get as many people up there as possible. Um, so it could be a poem that you've written. It could be something that uh, somebody else has written and it's a favorite of yours. Um, and of course, it's free speech. So, um, you know, everybody's welcome. All ages are welcome. Um, E.K. Keith, who has been coordinating it for many, many years now, for the majority of the years, um, is a public school librarian and teacher here in San Francisco. And every year she seems to uh, call together a, um, a group of students who practice and write poetry and get together all year and then uh, perform. So the, the youth voice is present and encouraged and the kids always go right at the beginning we've had um you know seniors in high school middle school students and even as young as first grade and it's amazing poetry it is amazing poetry it, uh, education crushes a lot of that out in many ways but if they're in the proper way if you're in a good place if you're being encouraged by people like ek keith and others That's to right. express yourself to let your uh, your uh, right brain flow How's that? Your right brain is creativity, <laughs> and let's do it. That's what this show is all about. And I see. Why don't we play? Uh, yeah, we've got some music we can play. Some music, and I see a cast of characters out here. I definitely like do a, see a cast of characters event. out here. It's always it's good to see event. everybody. And everybody's welcome to come and join us. Yeah, Happy Friday, everyone! It is March twenty fifth. Is that really? Is that true? That's true. Holy moly! Uh, March twenty fifth. Um, it's spring. This is the first. What I can tell is being a hot day here beautiful in the Mission day. District. It's beautiful, beautiful. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just wearing a, a tank top like two weeks ago. I was wearing three jackets. Oh so, my so spring has sprung. Um, thing, times are times are good, um, but we're definitely looking forward and looking for ways to always have ways to improve the situation. So Dave, I'm going to ask you to do something for me. See over there on the on the machine where there's uh, the red light. Don't press the red light, but the green light that's flashing next to it.
what you've done for me. Boy, I'm happy inside.
Community on the Move. That's our movement. You're listening to the Common Thread Collective here on Mutiny Radio.fm. I'm Global Val, and uh, Diamond Dave is outside getting soaking up some sunshine, which is great. Go get your vitamin D, folks. It's one, maybe one of the most important things you can do for yourself. Um, so we are here here at Mutiny Radio. 21st in Florida is uh, the corner on which we reside every Friday from 3 to 6. Um, so we hope you come down and join us sometime. It's always a... We never know what's going to happen next, but I actually do know what's going to happen next, although uh, not in too much detail, which is part of the surprise is part of the fun. But we've got our friend Bloodflower out there by the piano. So, uh, Bloodflower, take it away, my friend. Thank you. 
Wow, blood flower. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. How lovely. Welcome to the Common Third Collective, everybody. Hey, the phone's ringing. <laughs> it might be Feather. Maybe she got disconnected here. On the phone, we have Feather, and hopefully the connection's okay. Hi, Feather. Are you, can you hear us? Yes, I can. Okay, good. All right, here's Dave. Hey, Feather. Hey, Dave. So glad you Aloha. called. Aloha. Aloha. So, so glad we called. And we have Richard and Bija, and here's Feather, and we have a lot of folks out here. So, Feather, this is a call, an Aloha call, because it'd be from the Big Island of Hawaii. Is that right, Feather? Yes, that's right. I'm I'm uh, out here on the on the Big Island for the very first time. I've I've never been here before, and it is quite an amazing experience. I got a one way ticket on January 11th to come help out with uh, arrangements for a regional rainbow gathering that um, happened uh, January 19th through the 27th. It was a fabulous gathering up in uh, Pololu Valley on the north end of the Big Island with a pretty treacherous but beautiful hike down the cliffs to get to the valley. And we had between, uh, I would say, 75 and 100 folks and beautiful ceremonies and councils. And it was just this verdant valley like the Lord of the Rings and gorgeous uh, surf right on the beach and big cliffs around. And we even saw while we were sitting out on the beach talking, saw a humpback whale breach and, and jump way up in the air and land with a big splash. So it was really a special gathering. Well, Feather, that sounds like paradise. Yeah, and everything went off without a hitch. No complaints, oh. no coughs, no nothing. It was very, very, very smooth. And it was a beautiful spot. And, uh, and uh, here, very, at, uh, here at Muni Radio, some of your folks, uh, folks have come through with these connections, because we're about making these connections around the planet, really. Uh, the two women and the race player and Afro Afro-American brother with a small child, they came. They were called uh, uh, under the grid or off, the off the grid. And I think the reason why you had to went off with a hitch, why there are no complaints, is that truly you were off the grid. Is that right? Oh, we are so off the grid. <laughs> and yet, with right now, I'm uh, staying with a, a dear friend who was very active uh, back in the 70s and 80s in the Flagstaff area with an, uh, the uh, Big Mountain Legal Defense Offense Committee and uh, supporting the traditional Diné and Hopi elders to stay on the land and to resist the forced relocation that was passed in the law in '74. Uh, we hadn't seen each other for 30-some years, and I didn't even know he was living here. So wow. and he's a, a wonderful accordion player, too, and this, this house is so off the grid. It's, 
it's uh, way up by the volcano in an area where there's uh, jungle, but it's kind of forested, yeah. and little feral pigs, or actually kind of big feral pigs, I big saw some of the pigs. piglets, run around through the, uh, the underbrush at nighttime and root around, and in the daytime, uh, the, the yard all around is full of these gorgeous orchids that just pop up overnight, uh, different types of orchids, and they oh, grow out of the orchids. trees and everywhere. And Wild pigs. There's uh, berry bushes, raspberry bushes, and fruit trees, and a gorgeous big old uh, red cardinal that comes every morning and wow. says hello. Red cardinals. Cardinal. Yeah, and everything's yeah, run off of well, the treehouse. Well, uh, and a treehouse. has a bedroom upstairs, oh and it's goodness. all made out of native wood. Paradise. Um, and it has, there's a, um, a shed that's kind of like a, a storage, but also a bedroom over there. Uh, with a couple, just two solar panels on the roof, and they provide all the energy for whatever's needed here. Wow. And there's a wonderful wood-fired uh, hot shower that's piped up on the up on the deck, and it's down below, and you just get that fired up and cooking, and you have hot water for showers that last a couple days. It keeps it insulated. Um, uh, my friend Larry is able to run... Uh, refrigerator. He does have propane back up for the stove and refrigerator, uh, but he has, you know, he can uh, power radios, um, coffee grinder, uh, blender. Huh? Well, it sounds like a, a kind of paradise. Machine, a dryer. All this stuff is done off of the just two little solar panels. A dryer. Well, anyway, and this is part of a network. They're on the big island. Uh, this is one. But there are many, many different stopping places, oasises within that network. And then you go to town, which is what, Pacola? Is, what's the name of the town that you're close to, where you can go and go to the cafe? Well, we're closest to, I would say, Pahoa. Pahoa. Is the closest town. And that, that's the place where... And, and then that's kind of on the outskirts of Hilo. Huh? That's right. But Pahoa is an absolutely wonderful, happening, hippie music town, too. One of the great things about being here is I've um, uh, gotten to meet quite a few traditional Hawaiian Native people, and before the gathering, uh, Barry Plunker and I made several visits to visit Sam, who is um, the, actually, he is the king of one of the three Hawaiian kingdoms. Three Hawaiian and kingdoms, he lives and this down, is Sam the king. Oh at um, Alapanya, Ocalapanya, which is south of Hilo, uh, right on the ocean. And they have a place there called Uncle Robert's. And Uncle Robert was a previous um, leader of the, of the group and just a phenomenal man. And there was a big old um, lava flow that came through in 83, and it came down out of the mountains, and there used to be a beautiful, beautiful beach that was beautiful sandy beach with a bay 150 feet deep. Well, the lava came pouring down, and it filled up the whole bay and wow. came right to the edge of their community but didn't take out any buildings or anything. And, uh, and now that lava flow is being uh, replanted and restored 
with um, permaculture methods to encourage things to start growing again. Oh. And then you can walk to the end of the lava flow. There's um, a beautiful pe- petroglyph, a recent one, on one of the, the lava flows. Petroglyph is... Uh... Uh, the Hawaiian folks. And this is actually the, the kingdom of peace. They're considered the kingdom of peace. Oh, I love you. Um, we love you. I so love that you. was there, and then also a um, a little area like an altar for uh, maybe space beings to come visit. Use <laughs> the spirits within and without. So it's, it's quite spirits an amazing place. So and, and the real people are there. Music wise and craft. Oh my goodness! They, they do um, have a big uh, get together every Wednesday night. There's an open mic and a jam session and. Hawaiian band. Sam is in one of the bands. He's a really good uh, ukulele player, and they play everything from hula and traditional Hawaiian songs to reggae, hard rock, Grateful Dead, you name it. And we're talking about making the connections. So, so that's a really a wonderful thing to do, and there's a lot of um, work between the, uh, the Native Hawaiians and the us hippie types down here. Well, that's uh, what's needed, and that's what's happening. And they're also fighting for their rights for the land. That's what we're talking the about. Hawaiian Independence. taken over. Although there is one island that they allow the traditional people uh, to live there, and and no non-natives were allowed to live there, and that one's called Malakon. Niha. Niha. And one of my other good friends that I've met here, a beautiful Hawaiian sister, named Juana. I met her down at the um, one of the big drum jam on the Black Sands Beach. Oh, my goodness. And she was raised there. So she was raised in a very traditional way, and she said when they were little, she said, uh, you know, me and my brothers and sisters, we, we got hungry. We wouldn't go run into our mom and ask for food. Uh, we'd just go out in the woods and pick some berries, pick some bananas, climb a tree, get fruit go down, go fishing, get some clams, and uh, and she said it was just the most ideal life, most ideal way to grow up in a traditional way, and I'm I'm really grateful that, you know, that she had that experience, and others, other Native oh. people can. Um, so I've been having a really super great time here, and learning a lot, and healing a lot. This is, I mean, you know, being right on the lip of the Volcano. Pele, okay. goddess volcano. Wow. Whole island is, you know, we're just here on the edge of this big old, biggest uh, mountain in the world from all the way from down below the ocean all the way up. And the, as soon as I step one foot out on the airplane, I'm like, wow, it hit me. How powerful, what a powerful earth energy center this is here. So I would encourage anybody. <laughs> Come visit. It took me like oh, 60 years to make it here. Please <laughs> walked on that boardwalk in Bahoa. It's one of the first time I saw there as a boardwalk. And Richard's here, and he says the kind of guitar they play is what? Slack key guitar. Let's slack one key more time, guitar. Dave. I didn't Anybody get that. playing slack key over there? That, that's the Hawaiian guitar is called slack key. Is what they do. Oh yeah, Black Sands Beach. No slack key. An, uh, I don't know if you can um, hear me clothing optional beach which is nice oh i've been there and oh i've been there too all right and then and, 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 and it's a black sand beach 
down to the water, down from Vihoa. You walk, yeah. uh, it's, it's a black sand beach. It's a clothing optional beach, and the drumming never stops hardly. And everybody gets to know one another and hang out there, and it's a place to be. Am I right? That's right. And it, every Wednesday afternoon, every Wednesday, start, start around noon and play until almost sunset. And wow. that's where I met my Hawaiian friend Wano. Was out there. We were swimming together. That's when we first met. And uh, so the it's really great having a lot of kindred souls, people working together culturally. We're well, we need you know, a place. We're really very similar. We need a place, you're right. Well, we were just talking about a, a place where people can find one another, where they connect, yeah. where you get a chance to feel free. And if you've never had that chance, you don't know, but you come to a place like the Big Island, and uh, freedom prevails, and people are free with one another. That's my memory. It's kind of an oasis in the midst of this capitalist scene, a place like Pahoa. Just to walk, to walk down that and look into one of the one of the shops there. This is I want to tell me. This is like a you're walking on a boardwalk, an old boardwalk of boards, and then you feel, oh my goodness, home at last. And it certainly is a rainbow stopping place. But uh, but it's for, a, oh yeah, oh yeah, and there's great uh, markets. Oh there's my a goodness. Wednesday market. There's a mor Wednesday morning market, a Saturday morning market. And all this is free. Uh, and you just do what you have to do. And you have community. Food. And don't panic. They keep it organic. That's what I always oh. say. Now, uh, oh, yeah. but, hey, but uh, Feather, we know each other on the Rainbow Trail for many years. And you, in my mind, one of your connections, we were talking about the Navajo Hopi people, the Diné. But uh, also, uh, the, we have experienced the gathering against all odds, as people have said, was, uh, was, uh, was in the Black Hills, and it went well. And they say as well, you do what you do. But it went well in many ways. It was a chance for people to get to know. I'm talking about a Red Feather. I'm talking about all the folks from the, from the, uh, from the, from the uh, reservation from Pine Ridge who came by and we connected with one another and out of it came the the Rainbow Lakota Alliance and there we were at Christmas in front of the White House with the, with the, Lakota, with the Lakota people, the moms uh, and uh, the Lakota people and the Rainbow, you were one of them and we were in front of the White House, what a good place to be at Thanksgiving to say free Leonard Peltier, it's 40 years He's been in prison, and nobody should have to die in, die in prison, but a lot of people do. And that's what's on his mind. So he knows we're out there, and we're going to be there again. The gathering, folks, and I'm going to be there. The Rainbow Gathering, I talk about it a lot because that's my extended family. One of them is going to be in Philadelphia this year. And uh, I tell Felipe is coming out with his bus. Uh, we're, we're finding a way, a place where we can land and feed the people during the convention, feed all comers. No, uh, we just say, get in the loop and have some soup. No time to frown. It'll be time to chow down. And then after, between after, we're coming back to Washington, D.C. So I understand it. You can correct me. And a lot more people are going to be there. We'll stay, and it's important to be in front of the White House. That's always fun. But also the fact we can gather in the green, what's the green belt? That's right. In the green yep. belt, we camp together. Green belt and have... Have the main camp and the kitchen there, and uh, we're planning to stay until Obama lets Leonard out. 
and we're inviting uh, any of the Lakota folks to come. I've been organizing on the phone from here about folks who do want to come, and we'll be providing transportation. Uh, we had a school bus and brought a whole bunch of folks, uh, youth and elders, and especially the grandmothers. Uh, amazing grandmother powerhouse, all oh, wonderful Jean and Belva and Dorothy oh and uh, just incredible, incredible and these are women. women that were at the gathering and asked for us to help with this with Leonard. Well, so, we, we have the, uh, the, uh, the alliance emerging. We'll be again with them in the Feather White House. And also coming down, and also we've invited, people are invited to come to, to uh, Pine Ridge and lend a hand. Is that right? Oh, that's right. Yes, and I just, um, uh, Helen Redfeather is uh, looking for folks to help build her house out on, on her property that's out of Pine Ridge. a very beautiful place uh, wow. way out there on the prairie. And she's also wanting to do a children's camp for Lakota children and others to help, ex you know, let them experience being in a really, really natural setting and hunting and fishing and gathering and learning how to do traditional um, ways of preparing food and drying food and, and lots of singing and games and and that is being organized. So as uh... and we're putting the word out for anybody who might want to help to help build her a house out there. And then bring um, that. Okay, that sounds incredible. That sounds incredible. To reverse the thing, to lend a hand, to have community, strangers becoming friends, friends becoming family, family becoming community, and community on the move. We're talking about our movement growing everywhere. And here in San Francisco Mission District. So you're going to be leaving this paradise uh, soon and, and go and lend a hand. You're always good lending a hand. That's what you do. When I think of feather, I think of lending a hand. That's what you yep. do. Yep, open your heart and lend a hand. So open your heart and lend a hand. And you're going to be, at the, <laughs> you're going to be, be getting to the gathering. Uh, you're going back to Missoula for a bit, and then you'll be at the gathering in uh, the Green Mountains of Vermont. That's where it's going to be. My family. Yeah, so between come. Missoula and the Green Mountains, I'm going to go to the Buffalo Field Campaign and volunteer there for a while in West Yellowstone. But, but yeah, that's been another energy set for some years to try to save the buffalo. And uh, I guess the, the ranchers and all that. So uh, you, 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 you got a lot to do for an old lady. Well, I'm an old man, and you, we got a lot to do. Is that right? Yeah, we, there's all kinds of wonderful things to do. There's just like no end to the wonderful things that you no can do. No end to the wonderful things to do. And it keeps us young. Is that yeah. right? And what? It keeps us young. Yes. To oh, do yeah. stuff. <laughs> to make people do stuff, to, and doing stuff off the grid, not off the grid. That's what we. And when you're old, and and the drugs are still working to keep you up, and we're not talking about those drugs, the drugs that keep us alive. Which are? At my age, I have to take drugs to stay alive. <laughs> oh wow, my goodness! Well, my back. But this well, here's a quote. I want to give you this quote oh. from our beloved Jimmy Carter. Okay. So here's what Jimmy Carter said. Um, my faith demands, this is not optional, my faith demands that I do whatever I can, wherever I am, whenever I can, for as long as I can, 
with whatever I have to try and make a difference. Well, that's a, that's a, that's a lie. Jimmy well, Carter, Carter, age 90. Age 90. Well, and they tell you he had cancer. He still had cancer. Now he's cancer-free. So, uh, yeah, he's cancer-free. I missed my this case. Is another quote I saw that was so cute. He says, I, I drink, I, um, I smoke two joints in the morning. I smoke two joints at night. And I smoke two <laughs> joints in the afternoon, and I feel fine. Oh, that's a great song. I wonder if we can find that. Oh, I know we can. Yeah, that's fine. We're going we're gonna to end this section with uh, two joints. I think we just Google two joints. See, we have a, the great thing about having radio now, radio, we have all these possibilities. The whole, uh, the whole uh, cloud filled with songs, and she goes click, click, and there it is. So, Makes me feel futuristic. Yeah, right here. Well, we're going to play two joints. <laughs> oh, and also, of course, uh, why don't you find this too? We have two. There's another band. I think they may have Slack Key. I don't, but we, we could uh, Google Slack Key and see. Yeah, I've got some Slack Key uh, lined up, actually. Oh, perfect. See what Do we're that. talking about? Val, well, I'm so glad you're here. And uh, and also, one of the great bands, if there's something that comes out of it, if we call it a band, is. Uh, Knuckle and medicine for the people. Didn't they come out of the uh, out of the Big Island? Oh yeah, I hope so. Well, I they did. Knuckle. I saw him in Missoula. I was mind blown. He I know crazy. they got amazing. Talk about yeah. indigenous. Talking about neo hippie. He they got it, and their spirit finds them. They came one one day. It was some years ago. Wasn't we were Val? Where I come to the, come to the station, and here's this van. Uh, a van in front. It was, it was kind of a hippie van, I guess, because I knew it was. And so I saw a guy outside, and I do my hey, far away, brother, what's going on? And when they heard it, the back door opens. It's one of those back door vans. And all these people come rolling out, piling up. <laughs> and I said, uh, Who are you guys? And he said, I'm Naco, and we be medicine for the people. And they've been told there in the Big Island, if you uh, are a good place to begin your. Uh, your tour is right here on this program, on this station. Uh, <laughs> also remember Mary Isis. Do you remember we were there? Yeah, Mary Isis. She's out there, part of the Nectarian Collective. Uh, the, they were on a Triple Goddess store, uh, tour. They came through, and they were, they were going to be playing with Nako and Medicine for the People. That was, that was a few years, a couple of years back now. Is that all connected and off the grid? Nectarian Those music. two sisters. Well, see, and these people are prepared to live with very little. These people are prepared to put their music on wherever they're asked and uh, wherever they have a place to pass the word. And that word is peace, love, and understanding. Learn to love, love to learn, never ends. Is that right? That is right. Fuck yeah. This is <laughs> Maybe we should, on that note, maybe we should put some music on. Okay. Hey, Feather, uh, stay, keep in touch. I hope you come to San Francisco, and I plan to see you on the Green Mountains, if not before, all right? All right. You will see me there, if not before. That's it. Wherever we happen to be, stay in touch. We got those handheld devices, which allow us to stay in touch instantly from San Francisco to uh, to the Big Mountain, to the Green Valley, and we're the ones doing it. Take it away. I'm 
want your cookie just to make my mind up. Make my mind up. <laughs> Guess what? Well, as as promised to Feather, um, we're going to play. I don't know what that was. I just had pulled up. Uh, <laughs> we're going to play um, Smoke Two Joints. And here's a version that I've never heard before by Macy Gray. So, um, you know, Sublime did it after, you know, Bob Marley did it. Um, but let's see what uh, Macy Gray did with hers, her version. If we can get past all these commercials. Yes, everybody, happy Friday. Go take a break. Reefers.
So finally got some music to play there. That was sublime, of course. Smoke two joints. I think they would approve of this message. Uh, you're listening to the Common Thread Collective here on MutinyRadio.fm. And remember, uh, you can still access all of our podcasts through PCRCollective.org. PCRCollective.org. That's where all of our archives are. Uh, MutinyRadio.fm. The new uh, version of it is is uh, coming. It's coming around. It's coming slowly, um, but it's up and it's live. Um, but uh, there are some things that you can't find on there that you can only find in our our uh, current one. Um, so thanks for staying with us and thanks for listening and being part of this. Here we are. Hey, Dave. What? Here we got Richard, a member of our collective. Uh, our collective. And we have another person, BJ, PJ, right? BJ. BJ here. Yeah. So BJ sings a song. She's getting more comfortable and feeling more relaxed. Hey, uh, Dave, hey Richard, why don't you do a couple of things? Well, uh, well <laughs> I'm trying to wake up. I think I'm about to be. Okay. Shall I do the song? Sure. Is that right here? It, it's, it, the song belongs to San Francisco, really, because it came to me... Uh, in the financial district of San Francisco about 35 years ago uh, when we're apart it tears my heart in two and when I'm two I'm no good for you but when I'm one we have fun and we shine on like the sun I'm on my knees begging please come home to me we're side by side and yet I feel the great divide and I don't know what to do do you though it makes me feel blue still I can't say that we're through because the love that I love is right in you well, I was at the office one day. I was doing my job. I was filing my files, and I heard this great voice from on high. The voice said, hey, Margaret, because that's what the Lord called me at that time. Hey, Margaret, did you ever hear the one about the traveling animus? And I said, the who, Lord? And the Lord said, the traveling animus, Margaret. And I said, the what, Lord? And the Lord said, the traveling animus. And a great silence fell across the room, and I looked at the Lord, and the Lord looked at me. We were face to face, eye to eye. And I said, what the hell's an animus? When we're apart, it tears my heart in two. And when I'm two, I'm no good for you. But when I'm one, we have fun and we shine on like the sun. I'm on my knees begging, please come home to me. Well, I was at the office the next day doing my job, filing my files right here in San Francisco, downtown financial district. Um, and I heard this great voice from on high. The voice said, hey, Margaret. And I said, oh, God. And the Lord said, that's right, Margaret. And the Lord said, did you ever hear the one about the farmer's anima? And I said, the who, Lord? And the Lord said, the farmer's anima, Margaret. And I said, the what, Lord? The Lord said, the farmer's anima. And I said, Lord, I don't really want to know about the farmer's anima. And the Lord laughed and said, not anima, Margaret. Anima, as in apple, alley, alphabet. And 
great silence fell across the room. I looked at the Lord. The Lord looked at me. We were face to face, eye to eye. And I said, no, I never did hear the one about the farmer's animal. We're side by side, and yet I feel the great divide. And I don't know what to do, do you? Though it makes me feel blue, still I can't say that we're through because the love that I love is right in you. Little drum roll. Right in you. Drum roll. It's in you. <laughs> well, that was fun. It's their own, it's own, it's their own thing. The spirit was emanating from North Beach. Yeah. yeah. That's where the jazz workshop at the Vathe. Working for a temp agency right down in the Embarcadero. Well, well, kind of messed up their filing system, but I got some great downloads on wow. songs. So this was in the 70s. Was it the seven thirty-five years ago? The seventies. This, this was. This 80s. would have been eighty-one. Uh, eighty-one, even like one fifty-seven. I felt the spirit in North Beach, so that's why I say Mike Messenger by day, beating the beatnik by day and night. It was nineteen fifty-seven, and I was in seventh heaven, a nonlinear dart on the Irvin checkerboard. So I think that spirit, that you had the North Beach spirit, the kind of music here we heard. The symptoms, the kind of music we heard, and the spirit we had, because we were a community, and you could feel that community in the financial district, in the tempted barriers. Uh, in fact, my friend Chris, Chris Carlson, you know him? They used to put out a magazine called Process World, which came out of temp workers. They're, 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 they're temp workers. This is a magazine that's called Process World. Chris, we'll have to go visit him sometime, because that's where he started. He, he started uh, uh, Critical Mass, the bike messenger thing, the bike, the bike uh, travel around the city. All of that was that period, even back to the 80s. Came out of punk rock, in a sense, and, and uh, in a sense, Process World, and some of the bands that were playing, they were playing back then, came out of that Temp World, which it was a real, uh, have you experienced that now? Temp World. No, I haven't. Oh, not. yeah, well, I guess it was too early. You go to a place and you, yeah, manpower. Yeah, manpower. Well, even beyond, yeah, and above manpower, there were temp workers because it was the beginning of the computer. Computer, uh, yeah, too. But the early computers needed more work. Needed, needed people to tie up that thing. But Richard, why don't you do a couple of songs? That was so beautiful. I hope you become a regular. Yeah. Yeah. Regular. We're right here in the neighborhood, not yeah. far from here. Take it away, Richard. Well, I want to say uh, again, uh, Kim Shuck uh, for Port Laureate, but I also want to say uh, Jenny Lynn as well, uh, because uh, uh, you know she's both of them are deserved. You know, uh, this is a tough call. I, I and I was sort of advocating for uh, 
Kim, and I still am, but, you know, if Jenny gets it, I think we're all going to be just as happy, uh, so I'm pushing for her as well, uh, because if she doesn't get it this year, then we're going to really push for her to have it this year, and if she gets it this year, then we're really going to push it for Kim. I mean, after all, what's the matter with having two women in a row? Men always get two and three and four and five in a row, so... Yeah, uh, the kind of world we're talking about, which is emerging, uh, those two would like to do it, yeah. and let's uh, and they're kind of complimentary. And it's a tough call. I mean, it is. I don't think we have to make that call. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're kind of compl complimentary yeah. to what they do. We have uh, Jenny Lim and a more dignified kind of poetry, more formal in a sense than we have the wildness of Kim Shack. That would be really and for what they've both done for the communities oh, as well. Oh, so, beautiful. And how can uh, people select this what's the process well go down to your local uh, library and uh, get, uh, get a nominating form uh, if you're unclear what uh, the questions are like address uh, Kim's actually in the phone book so and you can probably get it on her um, um, what do you call those things in social media uh, uh, Facebook a, a and profile that. somewhere yeah yeah um, but um, just uh, you know put down uh, how you feel and why she should be after you uh, read their biographies and find out who they are. Um, right. So anyway, uh, that's that's my push. Anyway. Let's bring them both here. Yeah. Kim Shuck and Jenny Lim. Right. We'll bring them here if whatever's better, separately yeah. or together. Yeah. Together would be great. Oh, that'd be wonderful. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, I'm dedicating... Uh, I think I'm going to read some older stuff. I've written some new stuff, but um, for some reason these three pieces are on my head. Um, so this is called uh, Let Me Kiss. I dedicate this to Avacha and Ann Leonard, um, poets. Um, it's called Let Me Kiss. Let me kiss your forehead that behind holds your intelligent soul and poetic thoughts with African rhythms. Let me kiss your lips that speak those poetic words that are intelligent, soulful, and in the cadence of African rhythms. Let me kiss those hands that hold the fingers that write and type those poetic, intelligent, soulful words in the beat of African rhythms. Let me hold and kiss the temple that holds the beauty and the truth of your intelligent soul and poetic thoughts that remind us of African rhythms. Let me dance as you speak your intelligence with soulful, poetic words in the rhythms of Africa so the world dances with me in truth and joy. Let us dance with your intelligence as words spoken in African rhythms ripple out across the orb. Speak to us with your African rhythms. Wow. Wow. Has she heard it? I uh, was uh, fortunate enough to read it for a I read it to her once, and I didn't tell her it was for well, her. Yeah, and then I read it last week. Uh, she was at Sacred Grounds, and I told her. Because so. oh, yeah, yeah. moves very fast. And Ann Leonard, when I hear her do her stuff, I hear Bubba Tundi Olatunji in the background. Okay, I don't know. She's got, uh, she's got that sort of uh, cadence uh, uh -huh. into her stuff. And, and I told her that, and then she listened to Bubba Tundi, and she said, oh, yeah, I know what yeah. you're talking about now. I know Bubba Tundi, but go ahead. Uh, all right. Um, the next one will be... Uh, well, let's do this one. Enough in that music. There is enough voodoo in that music, it would make you shudder in the night. 
The kind of music that would scare farm animals, young children. That foot-stomping that leads to burning down the house music. That Texas-style in music brought to us here by the Alone, on Lands by greats like Dr. Loco, who brings us funk and joy. Controlled frenzy just before the center no longer holds. That music that used to take you higher and took chances in the melding of styles, fusions. Not always playing it safe while keeping the originals. But when safe, they play their asses off and on again, keeping the music alive and growing. That up-inside-your-gut music that makes you swoon from the joy of being human. Remember feeling human? This is the kind of music that must be killed. It brought and brings people together in celebration. Never a good thing when the Empire rules by division. It doesn't always have to lead to Altamont. Wow. In fact... And active healing, uh, did you see, tell me, I'm sure it's streaming, I think it's streaming, but, uh, but uh, almost, uh, I, I'm not sure the timing, but pretty, pretty soon, guess who's going to be playing in this large field where Fidel used to speak to for three or four hours? Oh, the Rolling Stones? The Rolling Stones have come yeah. to Cuba. Yeah. And whatever that means, as uh, active healing, Altamont, they've gone beyond Altamont, they've come to Cuba, and I really want to see that. They say half a million people are expected. That's, that's wild. One, that's one out of every seven humans. Do the math. See if we can get it. I've been to Cuba. I was just looking at some pictures from there this morning, actually. I oh. went there back in, uh, I went there about six years ago. Uh, was a, and I, Legally, by the way, legally. Uh, well, the change that's going on. It's a licensed The change that's going on where you have Obama, uh, Obama, yeah, and you have there. the Rolling Stones. But you know what? The Rolling Stones are British, so they could have gone there at any time. Well, they could have gone there. They've been on a tour uh, of South America. They were in Rio. They were in, uh, in Salvador. They were in uh, the, all, all the big cities. And their last stop is Cuba. Maybe we can find out when that's streaming. I'm, I'm sure there will be a documentary made about it. Oh, it will be amazing. <laughs> I hope. Well, anyway, Just like Altamont. Was that it? Did you have one more? Yeah, well, speaking of Cuba, okay. um, I'm going to read one from, uh, not from Cuba, but related. Uh, more to her than just being the coolest. When I was 11, my uncle, who had been my adoptive father, drove to Florida to see my mother's side of the family. My Aunt Ines and Uncle Art and their two sons, Richard Glenn and Eddie, had recently moved from Fort Lauderdale to Dade County. They lived next door to a Cuban family. I grew up in Fort Recovery, Ohio, where there were only white people, so driving down to Ohio to Florida was my first experience seeing in the flesh people of color instead of on a black and white television. One day I went outside with the Cuban kids who were playing in the front yard. They invited me over to play with them. I was happy to do so. Spanish, of course, was their first language, but they spoke English as well, where I only spoke English. When we played, as kids do, we, they, they would speak Spanish with each other, and I would mimic, but of course it was always gibberish, but every once in a while I would accidentally actually say something, and they would laugh, not at me, but with me. The greatest regret is that I've never learned Spanish, as it is I have barely conquered English. As we played, I noticed someone standing in the front doorway. She is the grandmother who watches us as we play. I remember that I thought this was the coolest person I had ever seen. 
Her skin is dark, and she has a deep lines in her face. She has a headscarf with, a lar with large red flowers. She looks like a woman pirate. Her eyes are kind, and she has a pleasant smile. She smokes a fine Cuban cigar. The tip glows as she drags off her cylinder of tobacco, blowing blue smoke as generations had done before. There is a sweet, peppery, earthy smell from the cigar smoke that she expels from her lungs as it glides in rhythmic cascades and circling air and ends in the final explosion, fading into the hot, humid, still air. This was no Madonna. This was real flesh and blood. As I think back about this time, maybe she was a holy woman saying her prayers and blowing the smoke of protection over her children, who now included me, so that I would always remember her to this day and carry it with me for the rest of my life and to have an understanding of who the earth people really are. There is, no end, there is in the end, more to her than just being the coolest. That's some African Rhythms LP 1975 from Oneness of Juju. I thought we'd play some since uh, Richard Sanderell was talking about African Rhythms and such. Um, and we're an international show. We're a multicultural show. And speaking of our interconnectivity, 
Um, we've got Felicia Fugate here, amazing vocalist. Come here today, though, to tell us about Earth Day San Francisco. Hey, Felicia. Hi, what's up? Good to see you. Yes, it's so good to be here. I love it here. It's awesome. Okay, so should I just jump in? Yeah, yeah tell, just tell jump us in. what you can oh. to, to let us know what's... Yeah, um, well, I've been asked to come down here and talk about uh, Earth Day, which is happening Saturday, April 23rd. Um, it's going to start in um, the Mission District out here where we are at uh, 19th and Dolores with the, the Cesar Chavez uh, commemoration parade and to celebrate the life and legacy. You could check all this stuff out on Facebook. Um, I was just sent to just bring it up come back next time I'll probably have some more information but there's going to be a parade and a festival held there on 19th and Dolores and then that's going to go into let me pull this up I'm sorry thank you it's going to go into the 46th anniversary of Earth Day and maybe I'll just read what it says here on the Facebook page you can check it out on Facebook check it out for yourself but it's a uh, Saturday April 23rd on 22nd between Mission and Valencia and uh, it says, located in the heart of the most culturally rich neighborhoods in the city, the mission, Earth Day SF unites artists, activists, and amazing entertainers, all dedicated to promote the protection and preservation of our beloved Mother Earth and all of her inhabitants. This is a one-of-a-kind event. It promises to be a robust celebration of everything green, fun, and sustainable. Join us on Saturday, 23rd, April 23rd, from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. as we take the streets and celebrate Earth Day San Francisco style. So uh, you could check all of everything out, earthdaystreetfest.org, uh, and all of the emails and everything is on the Facebook page. And I've attended these events, and they're really fun. We're going to have a... Um, booth set up uh, for artists to be able to make art with us and I'll have paper and pens hopefully like we did we did last time we did this and um, we can make zines and I'll bring glitter and it'll be really fun and um, be and we'll all remember to clean up after ourselves too because it's Earth Day yeah yeah <laughs> and and also people can volunteer if you want to volunteer oh, for yeah. Earth Day you yeah can please do yeah, I think that there's a, there's a, I know it, there's a form, if you go to earthdaysf.org, there's a form you can print out um, if you want to volunteer, um, but there's, yeah, it's like Felicia said, there's going to be art, there's going to be um, lots of information, different organizations out there uh, giving, you know, educating the public, um, there's going to be an eco-fashion show, there's going to be a wellness alley, which sounds pretty relaxing, because I'm actually going to be the MC that day, so I'm yeah. Awesome. I'm going to need to take a wellness alley break and uh, maybe get like a head massage or something. Um, but yeah, um, there's a, a, a lot of speakers that are going to be there. And like, like Felicia said, it's going to, uh, I think Earth Day is from 10 to 7 over there on 22nd Street between Mission and Valencia. But it's actually um, kind of an offshoot of it it's starting at Dolores Park um, to commemorate Cesar Chavez, Cesar Chavez Day and all the... Um, you know, the, the farm workers movement and labor movement and all those gains. So it should be fun to um, go to Dolores Park first. There's going to be some speakers there. Um, and then the, the walk, stroll, parade over to Earth Day on 22nd Street. Um, but there's going to be a bunch of speakers at, at speaking at Earth Day. Um, there's going to be um, Sophie Azaljuo. I'm... Guessing she's Brazilian. Um, 
Azuau. <laughs> I want you to see this word. Uh, Azuo. Azuau. Um, anyhow, she, um, it's a beautiful name. Um, she is nationally recognized as a, a green expert, um, presenter, philanthropist, and columnist. Um, she's the founder of green design of the green design firm Sophie Sophie Stickett Interiors. Get it? Um, and so she's going to be speaking at Earth Day. Uh, she's she's actually on the board of Earth Day San Francisco. Um, Mona Lisa Wallace is going to be speaking. Green feminist. Follow her on Twitter. Um, civil rights and environmental rights attorney. Um, leading local. Uh, activist and organizer. Um, she's amazing. Um, she's actually been talking the past few years about Earth Day, about the greenwashing of Earth Day, where um, big corporations come in and sponsor Earth Day, but they're actually terribly polluting, uh, you know, companies like Coca-Cola, uh, you know, through naked juice and stuff. But um, she's been one of the organizers for Earth Day for many, many years now. So um, she's, she keeps it real. Um, another speaker that day will be Leila Salazar Lopez. Um, she's been leading Amazon Watch as the executive director and program director, um, overseeing the organization's campaigns to defend the Amazon and advance indigenous rights. Um, yeah, she's amazing. She's spoken before. Kevin Danaher, who is the co-founder of Global Exchange, he's going to be speaking. And also uh, California Senator Mark Leno. So he'll be there um, to speak. And uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot more. Yep. They're always fun. It's always fun to get everybody together. Yeah. And there's music too, right? There's, oh, yeah. Um, I don't know if we have it like a jam planned. I want to get one together. But um, my friend Mazin from the Holistic Underground is also participating with the us and Mona Lisa and everything. So maybe he might bring some of his friends out. We could have like a jam nice. session next to Art Tent. Like, Good call. Just totally be out there. Good call. Yeah, and that's, that's the keeping it organic part of Earth Day, right? Real music, real people. Yeah, it should be a beautiful day. Yeah. Yeah, go out there and, and just connect and walk around and... No pressure, um, but it should be fun, informative, and hopefully uplifting. And I'm going to be giving the closing remarks, so I'll try to keep it upbeat towards the end there. Um, I don't know what I'm going to say yet, so you got to come out to Earth Day and check it out. <laughs> How's that for suspense? Heck yeah. I'm down. <laughs> got anything else going on, Felicia, you want to let us know about? Um, Like with my personal stuff? No, just like... um. I love San Francisco and I'm still here. I'm glad you're still here. <laughs> I'm not leaving. Awesome. Yep. Well, on that note, let's play some music because we are still here. We're right here at the Common Thread Collective here at Mutiny Radio, 21st in Florida, right at the corner. Come on down and join us. Please do. That's one thing. Are you putting the music on right now? That's okay. The one thing I do want to say, too, if anybody really is uh, chilling, is um, this is a really open, available platform, and I don't see why people don't use it more often. So come down to the station and promote whatever you want to do, too, because I'd like to see everybody. That's one thing I would like to say. <laughs> Thanks for, Thank you for that. Yeah. And that's a, a, an excellent reminder. Uh, the door is open, and uh, we're, we're here. So every Friday, come on down and uh, say what you got to say, play what you got to play. Do it. All right. Here's a little more Bob Marley for you, as it's... It's a beautiful day. Mm -hmm. 
Stand up for your right. Get up, stand up. Stand up for your right. Get up, stand up. Stand up for your right. Get up, stand up. Don't give up the fight. Welcome back. We are listening to the Common Thread Collective here on Mutiny Radio. This is an open mic situation, folks, for our community. So you're welcome to come out. We've got musicians, poets, activists. You've heard them. Um, and next up is author James Conrad, who is going to be reading from his uh, latest novel, Zordo Cleans House. And then we're also getting a mic set up there, there for Bloodflower to play along on piano. Hello, folks. This is James Conrad, and I have here, Zerto Clean's house. For those of you who are, are listening and can't see it, you can just find it on Amazon.com. And 
So far, Zurdo Cleans House is a story about a man wrongfully convicted of murder and child molestation who spends 11 years in San Quentin, and as soon as he's let out, he discovers he has pancreatic cancer, and knowing that his life is as good as over because the cancer is terminal, he's decided to cry revenge on the people who railroaded him. And so far, we've got two down. We have the culprit of the actual murder, and we have the cop who arrested Zurdo, and now that death is being investigated in episode 61 of Zurdo Cleans House. At one in the afternoon on Wednesday, July the 6th, 2011, Santa Clara County Sheriff's Deputy Ray Jeffries stepped into the laboratory at the coroner's office. Lying on the table were the cauterized remains of Michael Kerr, who the day before had been identified using x-rays from his medical records. What's the story, he asked. Gloria Wu, the pathologist on duty, set down the pair of tweezers she was using and turned to Deputy Jeffries. He has a lot of melted plastic stuck to his right hand from the cigarette lighter he was holding, she said. Looks like it could be a suicide, said Deputy Jeffries as he gazed at what was left of Michael Kerr. It's a little hard to say for sure, but that would be my first guess. Uh Uh-huh, said Deputy Jeffries, nodding his head. All the same, it wouldn't hurt to talk to people and see what's what. And that is exactly what Deputy Jeffries is going to do in episode uh, 62 of Zurdo Clean's House, which I will read next week. Enough, Richard. You have to wait every week just like everyone else. Now, before I leave, I just want to make a quick announcement here about Mutiny Radio. This is an independent radio station, and it is uh, supported by the generous donations of listeners like you. So, for uh, those of you out there listening who would like to uh, make a contribution to Mutiny Radio and... uh, help us uh, continue to bring you such excellent programs as Pam's Club at Comedy Clubhouse and her Happy Hour Open Mic and uh, Labor of Labor of Love. That's the, the uh, one like on the... Uh, yeah, b- uh, the B um, is Labor and Love is Saturday mornings. That's right. About, all about uh, labor, labor news, labor movement. And, of course, we have this one, the Common Thread Collective. So And Women's Magazine. And Women's Magazine, hosted by our own uh, Valerie Ibarra, Global Global Val. So for those of you who'd like to make a contribution, for those of you who'd like to... Hold on. I got to give them the goddamn details about a contribution. So to make a contribution, please send a money order for a dollar or more to Mutiny Radio. Uh, 2781 21st Street, San Francisco, California, 94110. Once again, to help support Mutiny Radio, send a money order or a check made out to Mutiny Radio for a dollar or more to 2781 21st Street, San Francisco, California, 94110. Thanks a million, folks, and I'll see you next week. Same time, same channel. Thank you. Thank you, yes. Send it to Mutiny Radio, care of Common Thread Collective. 
and here we are and we're thank you for that um <laughs> thanks for the support everybody if you're listening out there listening um appreciate it and here we are back in the studio and i think we might need to bring that microphone back in if uh the library ladies can have her own microphone we would like to that to be the case um <laughs> thank you so much blood flower and thank nice you. nice piano today oh, nice piano all right, so here we are. We've got uh, we've got the library lady, and we've got David Kubrin, and I imagine that both of you are here to talk about map. So when's when's the next uh, map, and uh, what's the theme, and what's going on? Um, Welcome. Great to be here. Thanks, Val. Um, the theme is the karma of capital. The banks are stealing our homes, so let's house the homeless in the banks. And I did a little calculation, and it works out to about approximately 41 tents or beds per bank. And you throw a couple of porta potties down in the vault, um, and we're in business. Well, when people get together, these homeless people, there's a, there's a, there's a, you can, that there's a, it isn't a, by breaking it down in numbers, they'll be able to get together and find one another and start uh, some kind of system of self-management and reaching out around the neighborhood to say, hey, it's enough. And, uh, the statute of limitations, unfortunately, has expired on most of the crimes uh, that the banks did against homeowners, well, my, you know, the my, fraudulent schemes. However, we the people, we the people, we the people can demand for interests of restorative justice and as a form of community service that the banks house the homeless. They caused it. They're, re they're responsible. So that's the social theme of MAP. It's April 2nd. So April 2nd is the next one. So um, I see the flyer that uh, Al the library lady has brought here. Um, this is for... Uh, so. Tell a little bit about MAP and how people can find the information. Because this is a, basically it's a roving um, art and music show. So it's, it happens at various locations around the right, mission. Right. How do people find the, the, the main source of all, those, of all those locations? There is a program that comes out on the day of MAP. And there's a leaflet that will tell what the various venues are. And that leaflet will be produced Monday and start going out next week. There are about a dozen venues usually. They're all free. Uh, they're um, scattered in the intermission and people walk from site to site. And it's the most incredible music and art and poetry and dance. And it's a place where newbies who you know have sort of wanted to perform all their life and now they're 63 and if they're gonna do it ever, you know, now's the time to step forth. Time, for, it's a place for people like that, and a place for people who are touring the world because they're world famous and That's right. they're just filled with the love of creativity and want to share it in the mission district that is, for many of them, their home. And so in between, I know uh, uh, the April fish. That's uh, yeah. Lu was it Luna and the April fishes? No, is that R Rupa? Rupa, 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 Rupa and the yeah. April fishes. They yeah, she started in Map, I believe. Started in Matt. They're amazing. There are a lot of very important artists that are now world recognized, and it's also a place for people who've never done it before. But by God, you know, now's uh -huh. the time. 
Well, let me say, excuse me, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. Anyway. And, 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 and so, and it's an, it usually in the, it starts in the afternoon or evening, but afternoon. but library lady is here to tell us about an, uh, an event related uh, part of MAP that's going to be earlier that day. Well, it's early because, well, we're open from 10 to 6 Saturdays, but also just that um, all ages can participate in our sidewalk poetry. MAP has so many different types of venues, um, many of the bookstores that have moved to 24th Street, like Modern Times, Alley Cat, Adobe, and some of the gift shops like Luz de Luna, which um, has now moved to 24th. There are also art galleries, and um, and our library, I always see it as a community refuge, but it is also a venue. People, I run into people there all the time. They bring their guitars, they play outside anyway, or they come looking for poems, like Dave sometimes comes looking for Rumi. And I've met so many people there who, they come and ask, when are you guys going to do poetry events for International Poetry Month? So we're doing it again, and MAP always inspires us. So it's called Sidewalk Poetry and Performance with Mission MAP, an afternoon of poetry and music. We're going to have music, um, percussion, guitar. We Some people I met at Mutiny Radio, Diamond Dave, and perhaps Val will drop in. And um, I'd love for you guys to just drop in, and if you want to read a poem, fine, but if not, you could talk about Mutiny Radio and its place as a, a great venue every Friday for open mic. We've got an open mic segment in between guitar and percussion with Pablo, Pablo and Luis. They're going to play guitar and cajon. And at the end, we will have um, Brother Spellbinder and his wonderful singer, and I, who I met here. Anyway, open mic, poetry, performance, acoustic instruments, hopefully with Diamond Dave, 2 to 4 p.m. April 2nd. And that's what MAP is about. It's free-flowing and creative and welcoming to everybody. In a mission district fighting for its life, MAP is kind of an island, a refuge of cultural warfare against the forces of gentrification and neoliberalism and world capital closing in on our domains of the commons and our domains where we are free to gather and, and celebrate our existence and our resistance and our, our love of life. And, MAP is proud to be part of the resistance in the Mission District to gentrification. Well, thank thank you for 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 getting together with the com with community and here and and putting it together. It's how how many years has MAP been going on now? It's its twelfth year now. It was started by the Red Poppy, which people should know about, a wonderful performance space at Folsom and Twenty Third, uh, about twelve years ago, and. Uh, Red Poppy no longer runs it, so a handful, collective of people 
right? So to keep it going. But but you can still uh, pick up the uh, the pamphlet the day of at the Red Poppy Art. Uh, this time sometimes? it's going to be at Presida Eyes. At Presida Eyes. On 24th Street. Oh, good. Okay, great. Why? That's why I say. Why well, say that? Declare your independence. Acknowledge our interdependence. They're all in this together. When all is said and done, it's a fair way to find that common thread. Common thread collective. That common thread is right here. Library, library lady? Um. Allison, I got it. And uh, thanks for coming, you guys. Thank and you. of course, there's a few weeks uh, before, before the map. Let's get people down there. You're welcome to come down yourself. And just keep letting people know that it's happening. Because it is. Well, thanks. Thanks, you too. And uh, David, do you have a poem that you brought to read today? Oh, or? Yeah. I, I do. All right. We'd love to hear that. And then uh, out there in the studio, if you're out there listening, let's get maybe Rainbow can get set up. Rainbow and Drift can get set up out there to play a couple songs. I remember um, when I first encountered uh, the homeless in San Francisco. It was in the mid-'80s. It followed a cutback by the state and then the federal government and housing subsidies, particularly for the mentally ill. And it was sort of shocking. I'd run into homeless in India, but certainly not in the United States. And uh, I wrote a poem about a shopping cart. To a Safeway shopping cart. You once stood for affluence, built when America was strong, arriving just as our sanctuary began, flush with our supposed victory over fascism and awash with food and machines to feed a hungry world, and supermarkets spread across the land like a blight. While you engineered marvel, wire and chrome and plastic accoutrement to the contagion, your swiveling wheels and black handles at belly height pushing our offspring in their so cute seats for mummies to teach children how to buy and sell the sugar at eye level to grow up. With your bilious insides chock full wonders of new foods produced in converted wartime factories from K rations to processed foods in the wink of an eye for profits like a cancer growing, eating us up from insides. In the fields, your appetites were legendary. Your trips to and fro suburban parking lots pushed farm tractors across the land, huge machines to harrow and harass the soil, while test tube killers were poured into furrows and our waters were fouled as the creatures writhed in their death throes. And underneath the truly big packages, economy, family size, and gigantic lay athwart your thick black nimble discs, four spinning wonders, renegotiating aisles, and other shoppers across purposes, each against all, and yet how we ate. But now, another age, another time afoot, and those wheels cross streets and alleys and gutters. Your glory diminished, insides filled with overflowing discards, plastic bags, flattened cans, and blanket rolls, full of lifetimes compressed into twisted, rusted rags and tattered wire strands, the cornucopias 
glut unraveling, its contents scattered across the dumpsters of the land in nightmares of lives without homes. I have to turn the page, so take two deep breaths, maybe three. The new urban camper, prized possession of our city life, carbon-free and promises of mobility to anywhere but hope in the bleak and cold homes damp with moldering panes of wind and rain cutting through your twisted wire bars in the remaining fragments. Souls without walls awash in the lean streets floating jetsam down steel and concretized canyons cut loosened and mean unraveling strands of pathos and the raw courage to meet the elements at a place of their choosing. Inside out you've come, not quite full circle for all is broken now and we spiral downward to what end we know not but despair is a growth industry and continuing foreclosures will only increase the need for your vital services. Thank you. Thank you, David. And uh, David Kubrin, um, your poetry is always uh, very, uh, very uh, hard-hitting on point uh, social commentary, um, but cer certainly points to the, is certainly accurate in how, um, in, in reflecting uh, our society um, and what we see all around us, especially here in San Francisco right now um, with a, a huge homelessness problem um, that just keeps getting bigger. Um, and uh, a city whose uh, central government doesn't seem to be able to figure out a way to deal with it in a humane way. Rather, they'd come around with, um, they've been coming around with big uh, DPW trucks and just throwing people's tents and all their belongings in the back of a, a garbage crusher, um, not exactly dealing with, or uh, I guess that's one way to deal with homelessness, but uh, you're certainly not helping the people who are, um, have found themselves in that position, um, and it's an ever-increasing number considering the, the high, uh, the affordability crisis here in San Francisco, um, people getting pushed out um, of their homes um, for all these reasons. So uh, thank you for, for uh, bringing it home and, and making people think about it. Thank you, Val. Pay attention. You know, you, have, you can point to an origin of the homeless crisis. It began, it was predictable, the results, and it could be ended if the government wanted to, but it doesn't right. want to. Right. Because it is prepared to declare huge swaths of the population as surplus, not needed, not supported, not nourished, and nowhere to piss. Thanks. That's a big one. That's a big one. Well, if you guys come down to Mutiny Radio, there is a, a bathroom here. So uh, <laughs> come down and join us uh, for the show. And, and, uh, <laughs> And there are free books in the library. See, I, and I love Diamond Dave's line, I'm never bored and I'm never bored as long as I have my library card. It's a stretch of a rhyme, but hey, it's okay. Hey, out in the studio, we've got Rainbow and Drift up at this on stage. Hey, thanks for having us again, Val. Absolutely, absolutely. Give us a couple of, couple of songs. Um, we've got about a few people hanging out, uh, waiting to uh, perform before the end of the show. So let's keep everybody's performance time to under 10 minutes, and we should be cool. Okay, well, let me know when I should start. 
You can start right now. Okay, this is a love. This is a love yeah, song.
Thanks, thanks, Rainbow. Yeah, we've got we've got time for one more. Okay, um, this is one called um, "Here Comes Johnny Law."
You guys are great. Classic. Great stuff. Thanks for having us, man. For sure. Great jamming today. Great jamming. Great jamming. Uh, you're listening to the Common Thread Collective, folks. And uh, if you like what you hear, you should come down and join us sometime. Um, we will make that announcement in a minute. Um, and my next guest here is Stephen Coppell, who is a poet here. He's the author of some chat books, Crux and Cracks. And uh, and books Spritz, Tender Absurdities, and Picnic Poetry. He's always got some uh, words of a zesty nature for us. Welcome, Stephen Coppell. Thank you for welcoming me here, Miss Val. It's a pleasure. Happy to see you. We, we were, um, d- we were uh, doing some poetry earlier th- this week over at the BayVac, the Bay Area Video Coalition. Always exciting to be there with my friends John Rhodes and Clara Sue. Uh, we appreciated your, um, pre- your presence and vibrating uh the, the poetry from you just delightful thank you so much and and you want to tell people about that uh that event i mean it is an event it's a, pro- it's a production it it's production thanks to the uh, ideas and concepts that are put into place by john rhodes and uh, uh, clara sue so it's been going on for about five and a half years oh no sorry <laughs> Sorry. No, don't, don't, don't be interrupted. I'm just uh, stage directing from okay. the back there. Oh, so I'll, I'll continue a, a little do. bit at a time. Well, it's my pleasure to be here. Thanks to your invitation, Miss uh, Valerie. It's a pleasure. Happy so, to have you. Yes. <laughs> so um, I, let me just start just to uh, tease and tantalize uh, our, our pairs of ears, many pairs of ears listening today. And uh, the, the kind of vocabulary that I use and the kind of la- language that I use, English of course, uh, it, it's not, it is unlike anything that uh, mankind has heard before, so it's a pleasure for me to uh, add my little funny verses to the delightful kind of program that you have today. For example, this is one of them. Collared from the Piedmont to the prairie, Gary to the western coast, our prayers pray to be heard by hymns and by hers, 
settle in bell towers of people's steeples pointing the way to the highway to heaven where detour signs and potholes abound, leaving priests directing traffic to cloud nines lost and found, and if caught fingering a lucky foot, can stand at ease and yell, Amen! Bring on benedictionaries. And Webster, of course, defining for his flock the importance of carrying the copyright. Or... Not at all. <laughs> How about another short one, a second one? Yeah, sure, sure. This is entitled Patient, uh, as if someone leaving the hospital, and it goes like this. Feverish, uncle took a turn for the nurse, <laughs> becoming ungowned and unglued, believing himself the blue turd of happiness. He plastered, net feathered, yet lacking a noteworthy mate. Uncle hid out in room 23 at the Blue Dog Motel, a stray sniffing behinds right in front of serious philosophers. Wow. Tool belts he wore the other way around, hammers never hitting nails on their heads, pulling teeth, his least promising enterprise since hands shook the moment he took up flossing. His ventures in deliberate failure attracted the attention of friend and foe, and lately even the bank rose uncle to shore. Now nurse left uncle wrapped in a sheet, feet tapping like a cellophane wrapper. And that wraps it up for me. <laughs> Saving Code Pal, lots of fun. And and if, do you want to share the, um, I think we got a little distracted earlier. Um, do you want to share the, the information about what happens at the BayVac uh -huh. and how and if people can go to the open mic? Or? You're very generous with that uh, extended question. I'd be glad to do that because it's an uh, entity and the people involved are, are worth thinking about and acting on. So. So uh, I, I'll think of myself as a representative of BayVac at this particular time, and specifically once a month, John Rhodes has his program, and you were there, bless your heart, beautiful little lady, with your uh, male friends, including Summer, who are here. And I do my best to make things lively for everybody who comes in for that three hours, three and a half or so uh, once a month. And really to to answer your specific question in a specific way, Ms. Valerie, um, since I'm here today, why, why don't you give out to your vast audience or to any audience that's there and interested, uh, give them uh, Stephen Coppell's um, uh, email address. You could do that. All right. That's Stephen. And, and they can call me, and then we can get, I can be the uh, purveyor of information that way. Okay, great. So the, the email address. Why don't I just give it to the yeah, microphone right here? Please right here right do. Now. can do that. I'm okay, so it's Stephen Coppell, spelling it as S-T-E-P-H-E-N dot K-O-P-E-L at live, L-I-V-E dot com. All right. And that is Stephen.Copel at live.com. Stephen Copel, thank you for being here live on mutinyradio.fm this, this fine, fine Friday. And it was a pleasure to be over there at the Bayvac. And look forward to watching Channel 29 Poetry TV Thursday nights. Uh, very exciting stuff. And now out there, we've got uh, uh, James Zealous is going to be reading. Is he going to be reading Jay Krishnamurti? 
Is that is that accurate? That's correct. And Bloodflower is on piano. Bloodflower is on. All right. This is from Christian Merch's journal. It's quite cold at the airport so early in the morning. The sun was just coming up. Everyone was wrapped up. And the poor portals were shivering. There was the usual noise of an airport, the roars of the jets, the loud chatter, the farewells, and the takeoff. The plane was crowded with tourists, businessmen, and others. Going to the holy city with its filth and teeming people. Presently, the vast range of the Himalayas became pink in the morning sun. We're flying southeast for hundreds of miles. These immense peaks seem to be hanging in the air with beauty and majesty. The passenger in the next seat was immersed in a newspaper. There was a woman across the aisle who was concentrating on a rosary. The tourists were talking loudly and taking photographs of each other and in the distant mountains. Everyone was busy with their things. They had no time to observe the marvel of the earth and its meandering sacred river, nor the subtle beauty of those great peaks which were becoming rose-colored. There was a man further down the aisle to whom considerable respect was being paid. He was not young. Seemed to have the face of a scholar, was quick in movement and cleanly dressed. One wondered if he ever saw the actual glory of those mountains. Presently he got up, came towards the passenger in the next seat. He asked if he might change places with him. He sat down, introducing himself, and asked if he might have a talk with us. He spoke English rather hesitantly, choosing the words carefully, for he was not too familiar with the language. He had a clear, soft voice, and was pleasant in his manners. He began by saying he was most fortunate to be traveling on the same plane to have this conversation. Of course, I have heard of you from my youth. And only the other day, the man said, I heard your last talk, Meditation and the Observer. I am a scholar, a pundit, practicing my own kind of meditation and discipline. Mountains were receding further east, and below us the river was making wide and friendly patterns. The man said, you said the observer is the observed. The meditator is the meditation. And there's meditation only when the observer is not. I would like to be informed about this. For me, meditation has been the control of thought, fixing the mind on the absolute. The controller is the controlled, is it not? The thinker is his thoughts. Without words, images, thoughts, is there a thinker? <laughs> the experiencer is the experience. Without experience, there's no experiencer. The controller of thought is made up of thought. 
He's one of the fragments of thought. Call it what you will. The outside agency. <laughs> However sublime is still a product of thought. The activity of thought. It's always outward and brings about fragmentation. The man said, can life ever be lived without control? It's the essence of discipline. When the controller, when the controller is the controlled, seen as an absolute fact, as truth, then there comes about a totally different kind of energy which transforms what is. The controller can never change what is. He can control it, suppress it, modify it, run away from it, but can never go beyond and above it. Life can and must be lived without control. A controlled life is never sane. Beads endless conflict, misery, and confusion. The man said, this is a totally new concept. If it may be pointed out, sir, it is not an abstraction, a formula. There only is what is. Sorrow is not an abstraction. One can draw a conclusion from it, a concept, a verbal structure, but it is not what is. Sorrow. Ideologies have no reality. There is only what is. This can never be transformed when the observer, this can never be transformed. When the observer separates himself from the observed. The man said, is this your direct experience? It would be utterly vain and stupid if it were merely verbal structures of thought. To talk of such things would be hypocrisy. The man said, I would, I would have liked to find out from you what meditation is. But now there's no time as we have a right to land. There were garlands on arrival, and the winter sky was intensely blue. Found a poem of Sufi, a Sufi poem of Rumi, and then, uh, and then Max. You know, Max, you guys are good. You guys, I wish you had video. You, okay, why don't you come sit down there? Right, sit right here. You can play along behind me, and then you can do your new one. How's that? Okay. So thanks, James Ellis, for reading J. Krishnamurti. And now Dave's going to read some Rumi. Let's ruminate, please. Ruminate. Is that where the word came from? I don't know. You have said, but you are, Harry James. I am where I am. 
Your actions in my head. My head here in my hands. There's something crawling inside. I have no, no, I have no name for what circles so perfectly. I see it returning in us. Makes the universe turn. The secret turning in us makes the universe turn. Head unaware of fate, and feet head, neither cares. They keep turning. The earth keeps turning around the sun. They keep turning. The turnings, the turnings, the secret turnings. The moment this love came to me, came to rest in me, many beings in one being. In one wheat grain, a thrust sheaf stacks inside the needle's eye, inside the needle's eye, a turning night of stars. Sum it up. Some nights, uh, some, some uh, nights stay up to dawn, as the moon sometimes does to the sun. Here's, uh, here's the line for today. Take this with you. This is the whole show. This is us coming together each and every Friday. Make it happen each and every Friday. I don't know anywhere, anyhow, here we be, but we support our brothers and sisters, fellow human beings. And here's the last verse. Some nights, dance when you're broken open. Dance if you're throwing the bandage off. That's what I'm about, throwing that bandage off. Dance in the middle of the fighting. Dance in your blood. Dance, dance when you're perfectly free. So this once again. The whole big grain is over its parts. Coming through together. Hey, Jay, we've been doing this for quite some time. Yes, my brother. And there's some various paths that led us here. They gave us this uh, this place to become, for the whole to become greater than some of its parts. And now, Nine Open Revolution Cafe has a song. A song. I think it's a song with own invention. So, Max, take it away.
bridges get burned down There's suspicion in the mission And where there's smoke, there's fire On the There's suspicion in the mission. I like that. I like that lyric. That's cool. Well, Dave, it's been another great show, wouldn't you say? What do you think, people? <laughs> you having a good time out there? The secret is the open door. Just come on through, tell your friends, and at least as far as smoke the fire, we don't even know with our investigators. They don't even come out with any kind of report. No, they don't. They just don't figure that. Don't say anything. People will forget it, and that's what they do. Well, let's hope that everybody's listening to this show is tuned in and staying on top of things. Um, this has been another great episode of the Common Thread Collective. But before we go, a couple, couple quick things. Um, there's gonna the Bernie Sanders campaign is rolling through Portland uh, in the next couple days, and uh, the the person who's been tapped to welcome. Um, the, the crowd at the Bernie Sanders rally up in Portland is uh, Jean McCabe, and she's from the, the Dandy Warhols. Zia? Zia? Zia McCabe. 
Got it. Thanks for the thanks for that. Zia McCabe. Um, and she's she's from the Dandy Warhols and she's actually been asked to uh, give the welcoming speech. So she's uh, going to try to cram in some interesting uh, things into the two minute welcome. Um, so well, I'm going to end the show uh, by playing some Dandy War, some of the Dandy Warhols. Um, but being that we're talking about uh, her opening up for uh, Bernie Sanders, I'm going to read my poem called Elections in America. And after this, I'm going to just say, see you next week. Elections in America. High standards and low expectations. Or is it the other way around? We've gone so far down this schizophrenic path of hope and distrust, hand over heart and fingers crossed. It reads like a bad relationship. A series of deceptive conclusions, a real page-turner of confusion, grooming itself over and over, highlighting new angles, and quietly experimenting with reinvention. Setting the whales in motion to hit the tracks for another unknown destination. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in and being a part of the Common Thread Collective. Mutiny Radio loves you. And... uh, and uh, I do too. So uh, keep doing good stuff all around the world, folks. Um, whatever you may be doing, uh, keep it positive and keep us moving forward. So here we go. Uh, thanks, Zia McCabe for the Dandy Warhols for opening for Bernie Sanders in Portland coming up. So we're going to play some of their music. Peace, y'all. See you next week.
Hello, hello. How's this going? Give me the green. Are we good? We're good to go. We're starting. All right, let's turn that music down. What's up, you guys? Yeah, 